This episode of Turns Out I'm Into It is brought to you by the Harley Rabbit Audio Playhouse, a virtual club specialising in kink and BDSM audio fantasies. These aren't audiobooks, they're immersive audio experiences that put you in the story, allowing you to explore your deepest, darkest fantasies, all within the privacy of your own headphones. Specialising in CNC and other forms of sexual power play, these stories are not for the faint-hearted. But if you're curious, then follow the Harley Rabbit to harleyrabbit.com. Right now, we're offering listeners of this podcast a 25% discount on a fantasy of your choice. Use the code INTOIT23 at the checkout and see where the rabbit hole takes you. Turns out I'm into it. Into it. Hello there, this is Harley Rabbit and welcome to another episode of Turns Out I'm Into It, a show all about helping you discover your kinky self and live your best sex life. Speaking of discovering your kinky self, uh, you've just heard an ad for our Harley Rabbit audio fantasies. And if you've been listening to the show for a few episodes now, you might be wondering what on earth these audio fantasies are all about. So today I thought it might be interesting to have a bit of a chat about these kinky audio stories that Slade and I make together. We get up to all sorts of naughty fun when creating these. Um, So I thought I'd tell you a little bit more about what they are, why we make them and how they might help you in your kink journey. Just before we do jump into that, um, I wanted to let you know there is a trigger warning for this episode. I do talk about consensual non-consent play And I know that can be distressing for some people. So just a heads up there. I have a very active imagination um, and a very active sex drive. So when I'm either having some fun alone time or when I have sex, I am really good at imagining fantasies. I actually need these fantasies in order to get into the right headspace and for things to work for me. So sex is all about the psychological for me. Uh, If I'm not in the right headspace, all of my usual buttons, my physical buttons just don't work for me. So I'm curious if you can relate to this or not. For some people, I think sex can be more physical, more about that physical sensation. Um, I actually don't know if there's any truth to this, but I think most of us have heard that men are more visual and women are more psychological. I'm not sure if that's the case or not. Um... But for me, it is absolutely all about the psychological, which is why kink is so good at getting me in the mood. I am quite a creative person, always have been. I love writing stories. Um, So writing naughty stories comes very naturally to me. I'm also a musician. So music is my, um, well, has been my profession for most of my life. Um, I studied music at uni. I've been writing and playing music forever. And as part of that, I got really into music production, um, which is the recording process of music. So recording sound and samples and stuff like that. So I had the idea to combine my sexy fantasy stories with my sound engineering skills and create audio fantasies. And this has been super fun and super creative. The first fantasy I wrote was an abduction fantasy where a young woman is kidnapped by a man on her afternoon walk and she's kept in a cage as a sexual plaything. and as I'm saying this right now not in my sexy headspace it sounds super fucked up um but 
this is a fantasy that I really love and I'm sure I'm not alone in that. Um, so this might be a good opportunity to talk a little bit about CNC. Um, CNC is a kink. It stands for consensual non-consent play. So the most common form of that is a rape fantasy. But there's also a whole bunch of other um, subgenres, if you will, of CNC play. Um, and I've got a list here. So some of the common ones are kidnapping fantasy, blackmail, where a victim must do what their blackmailer demands and or there will be consequences, um, being bought or sold against your will. Uh, I'm sorry if I pronounce this wrong. Somnoph- somnophilia, um, which means having sex with someone who is asleep. So all these kind of things, um, which I am very into. It's a huge part of my kinky side. And for a long time, I didn't understand this side of myself. Understandably, I thought it was weird and honestly wrong, like morally wrong. Um, And it's not something you can really talk about that easily with people. So for a lot of years, I felt really ashamed of this side of myself, Um, even though privately it was the only thing that really worked to get me there. I'd have to have these like secret fantasies playing in my head um, if ever I wanted to have an orgasm. It was really the only way I could have an orgasm. And I'm still mostly that way. It's just how I'm wired. But as I got a bit older and a bit more confident and definitely as I got more interested in kink and sex, I did some research on this and very quickly found out that this is one of the most common sexual fantasies in women. Um, And I've got some stats from a study here Um, The study is called The Nature of Women's Rape Fantasies, an analysis of prevalence, frequency and contents. That sounds very dry and clinical. Um, But this particular study was published in 2009. I'll put a link to it in the show notes so you can check this out if you want. Um, But this study says results indicated that 62% of women have had a rape fantasy, which is somewhat higher than previous estimates. For women who have had rape fantasies, the median frequency of these fantasies was about four times per year, with 14% of participants reporting that they'd had rape fantasies at least once a week. So super common. And there's loads of other studies that support these findings. Um, If you do a quick Google into uh, Google Scholar, you'll find plenty of them. So we really know that this is a very common fantasy in women. Interestingly, I couldn't find any statistics on men for this, which um, the only things I did find, sadly, were articles about how men that have rape fantasy, how likely they are to rape someone in real life, which was kind of shocking to me because while I'm sure there are people out there that, of course, do really bad things, um, I'm sure there's plenty of men out there that are well, I know there's plenty of men out there that are into CNC play that would never, ever harm a woman in real life and would never want to. So it's kind of a shame to see that there's been a lot of research into this from the women's perspective, but not so much from, or none at all really, from men. This is just from the research that I've done at home. Um, I could be, I could have completely missed something. So if you know more about this um, or could point me towards some research that exists, absolutely please get in touch with me because I'd love to read it. Going by these statistics, it is very likely that uh, for our female listeners, at least, there are plenty of you out there listening right now who are just like me. You're into this kind of 
kink, this kind of play. Um, there also might be lots of you out there who are into a similar kink to CNC, but it's a bit less intense, and that is primal play. So primal play is where you lean into your animalistic side and it's sort of like that hunter-prey dynamic. So it can be a little bit forcey, but more consensual. And also there'll be plenty of you listening right now who are just not into this, and that's fine too. If you're not into it, it's still good to be aware that some people are, so you can be a bit more informed when you see this kind of content. Um, Because I know it can be really shocking and distressing for for women particularly um, to see this kind of content. I've seen on FetLife some photos where um, it looks very – one photo I'm thinking of particularly was at a a kink event where the photo was of this woman. She's, like, backed up against a uh, wire fence and there's a man standing in front of her sort of pushing his cock in her face and she's got tears coming down her eyes and coming down her cheeks. And um, that looks really distressing when it's out of context. And there was a comment on that photo from um, someone saying, I can't remember what they said exactly, but it was along the lines of this is really degrading and looks awful to me. Um, and the the woman whose photo it was, who was featured in the photo, replied to that comment with, no, no, it's okay, hun. I know this looks degrading, but I was having the best time. I think it's really important within the kink community to just try and be open-minded and respectful of what other people are into, even if it's not your thing. I don't think this woman was trying to be kink shamey or anything. I just think that she just wasn't into that dynamic at all. And it obviously um, touched a nerve for her, which is understandable. Um, but it was really good to see the woman whose photo it was jump in and, and reassure her that, no, it's it's not, it's not what it looks like. It was actually really, really fun for me and um, definitely okay. So back to the audio stories. Um, so as I've explained, obviously CNC is a huge part of my kinky side. It's what I'm into. Um, so I wanted to at least start with creating those kind of stories um, because they are what come naturally to me when I'm trying to get into a sexy headspace. And since this kink is so common, I assume that at least a few other people out there would also find these stories really fun. The reason Slade and I are creating these audio stories is because, first of all, not everyone finds it very easy to get into that headspace. Um, whether you're trying to get yourself off or if you're trying to be intimate with a partner, if you're not able to get into the right headspace for sex, it can be really difficult to enjoy it. So these audio stories that we're creating are designed specifically to help with that. Secondly, things like abduction fantasies are not very easy to experience safely in real life. So to role play an abduction fantasy you need to have a trusted partner who is also into that kind of thing, preferably, which not all of us have. Um, It can also be really tricky to do these things with privacy if we're wanting to role play outside of the bedroom. So for example, if you wanted to role play being snatched off the street, there is a real risk of someone seeing that happen and thinking a real crime is taking place. And that is not good. Even if you're just role playing in the bedroom, that can be super tricky if you want to get loud and you've got housemates or neighbours. It's not always an easy 
seen to pull off. There definitely are ways, but there are a lot of considerations to take into account. So through creating these audio fantasies and making them really immersive and realistic, um, the intention is that people will be able to listen to these and experience a fantasy like this in a way that is completely safe and completely private. I ran a test group about a year ago on FetLife where I had a bunch of people um, listen to these audio fantasies that we'd created and give us some feedback. And the feedback was overwhelmingly positive, which was very encouraging. It was doing exactly what I hoped that it would do for people. Um, I even had people contact me telling me how listening to these fantasies had opened up conversations between them and their partner um, about exploring CNC. And that made me super happy. The fact that something I'd created was actually helping to encourage these conversations and communication between partners. So with that feedback in mind, I thought this is absolutely something that I'd like to do for real and give it a really good go. Um, And hence the Harley Rabbit Audio Playhouse was born. Uh, At the moment, we're focusing primarily on CNC and its variations, um, but ideally we'll branch out into lots of other kinks in the future as well. Um, The long-term vision is to create a library of hundreds of these audio fantasies so that people can pick and choose and explore their own kinks on their own terms. Obviously, through wanting to create CNC content, Slade and I had to put a lot of thought into how we wanted to treat this content so that it was fun and enjoyable, so that it wasn't promoting violence and couldn't be interpreted as promoting violence, but it was still exciting enough to give you those thrills. And that's been quite tricky, but I'm hoping we're doing a good job of it. Um, But basically our solution was just to try and make it as realistic and immersive as possible so that you feel like you're in this story and it's really happening and you can really feed and indulge that fantasy. Um, The other advantage with audio is you get to imagine all the details as you like them. So you can imagine yourself in the story. You can imagine the perpetrator as someone who's really attractive to you. Um, When I write the stories, I intentionally don't get too specific about character descriptions because I would like you to be able to fill in those blanks with what you're into. But we do all that and make it as realistic as possible. We really don't hold back because I know that can ruin the illusion. But we also begin each episode with a very clear um, chat from me explaining that this is none of this is real. This is actually one of my favorite fantasies. Um, And then at the end of each episode, we add in some bloopers and outtakes from our recordings to just really break that illusion of realism at the end. Um, And that way you can listen knowing that this is 100% fun and games and no humans were harmed in the making of this audio. As I mentioned before, we've spent about um, the last 12 months experimenting with making these audio fantasies. And we've got five complete ones um, and about 20 others in the pipeline. So there's plenty more to come. Um, But I just wanted to share quickly about how much fun we have making these stories. Firstly, it is super creative to have to think of different ways to capture the perfect sound effect. So the other day, we uh, Slade and I were making dinner and we were having a lazy night. So we'd bought a packet salad kit thing from the supermarket 
and Slade was squeezing out the dressing out of the little plastic bag um, and it made this perfect squirt sound. And I was thinking that is the jizz sound effect we need for this particular episode we were were working on. Um, So next packet of salad we bought got squeezed out in front of a microphone and we captured that perfect squirt sound, which is completely absurd and super fun. Um, One of my absolute favourite moments from making these audio fantasies um, was for the first episode of the abduction series. Um, And we needed to capture the sound of a woman being kidnapped and locked in the boot of a car um, or a a trunk. If you're not in Australia, we say boot in Australia. Um, So to do that, we drove out into the middle of nowhere, um, hoping that we'd get away from the, the public. We didn't want anyone to hear us. And Slade shut me in the boot of his car with a, my microphone recorder on and for about, I don't know, three minutes, I recorded myself kicking and screaming and inside the boot. Um, and talk about turns out I'm into it. It was really, really hot for me. I know my brain is messed up sometimes, but um, I would have happily got Slade to drive me around while I was in there. But that would be illegal and dangerous. So we didn't do that. Um, but when Slade opened up the boot to let me out, I remember him looking at me and his face was just white. Um, And he just said, I guess I now know what it's like to have a woman locked in the boot of my car. I'm not sure how to feel about that. Um, He was also praying that a bushwalker or a cyclist didn't come along and he would have to have explained why on earth there was a woman in his boot kicking and screaming. Um, That would definitely be a case of it's not what it looks like. Uh, But I had a great time, so things I make him do. (laughs) Um, But if you'd like to check out that episode, it is currently on our website, harleyrabbit.com. It is part one of the abduction series. If you do check it out, just a huge content warning here. It is quite violent and quite realistic. So I just want you to know what you're getting into if you do decide to check that one out. The plan is to expand our library into as many kinky fantasies as possible but it does take a lot of hours to produce an episode um i am a massive perfectionist when it comes to my creative projects so i spend hours and hours and hours not only you know writing it and recording it but it's the editing the producing um afterwards that takes the most amount of time so there's a huge amount of attention to detail to make sure each of these stories is as immersive and enjoyable as possible. Um, So yeah, if you'd like to support us in creating that content, it would be hugely appreciated. You can jump over to our website and um, the best way to support us is through buying episodes or becoming a VIP member, which is a subscription where you get all the episodes um, unlocked for the life of that subscription. All right, I think I will leave it there for now. I'm starting to lose my voice, so that's usually a good indication that I've been talking for long enough. Um, I hope you've enjoyed this episode and you've got a bit more understanding of what the the Harley Rabbit audio is all about in case that might interest you. Um, If not, that's completely fine too. Till next time, play safe and have fun. I'll see you soon. Turns out I'm into it. Into it, into it. 
Thanks for listening to Turns Out I'm Into It. If you have any questions or stories you'd like to share, I'd love to hear from you. You can reach out to me on FetLife or through the Harley Rabbit website. My name on Fet is Harley Rabbit, or one word, or you can message me direct through the website. Go to harleyrabbit.com forward slash podcast. I hope you've enjoyed listening and I will be back soon with another episode exploring the wonderful world of kink. I'm into it.